Welcome to Miami. Bienvenidos a Miami. You're now listening to MIA Radio. Who put this thing together? DJ Kev, DJ Zaya. That's who. Let me holler at my real Miami motherfuckers. Wait, 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 wait. This that Zaya Cash shit, though. Yeah. yeah. Lo mejor en Miami, bro. You already know. They're going to yeah. shut down the city with this shit right here. Zaya Cash, best in the city, bruh. Bruh. But it's going to be a podcast? Am I everything? I'm still lost. I me too. I don't know Yo, what's going on. Yo, I still want to listen to it, though. It's Zaya and Cash, bro. Oh, shit. I'm down. 305 Miami shit. Yo, 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 it's MIA Radio. And we back, baby. Episode 127, dog. 127, yes, yes. One, that's it? That's it. Damn, Damn, Already speaking, bro? Already. The guests can't even fucking wait, dog. You already hear him. Trying for over a month to get this guy in the studio. (laughs) Trying to get the exclusive, but. Busiest. One of the busiest, dog. But I mean, you know, with with uh, due respect, he was busy because he had a lot going on, bro. You already hear him. You already hear him. The one and only Don Caliente is in the Don building. Caliente. Don Hot. Don Fuego. Don, Don Fuego. Fuego. AKA, ba, ba, Don ba, AKA, I can DJ too. Yeah, there he is. What a loser. <laughs> 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 what kind of loser makes a DJ course? Nah, nah, nah. His nah. career is down the drain, bro. Nah, nah, nah. Is, nah. Is, is, are, are those some of the things that went through your head when you. Nah. Um, no, no. I, I, I think that I. First of all, we're talking about the course that I just dropped. It's called I Can DJ 2. And you can check it out at www.icandj2.com. Um, before dropping it, I was anxious as hell. I was um, I was like, yo, a lot of DJs are going to be critiquing me. <laughs> Who the fuck right. is this guy? Who, Who the what f- the fuck does he know? Right. You know, um, that that's I, I definitely thought about that. I mean, I'm human, so I I give a fuck. I care. Right. You know, but I also feel like I got I got knowledge to to pass down, you know. Were you nervous like putting yourself out there? I mean, b- besides the DJ aspect of it, but like just damn putting out a course, I'm charging people for it, like Yeah, people, you know, people people always got some shit to say. Right. Yeah. People always got some shit to say. So I was like, oh god. I probably I, the the good the good part about it is a lot of the time you don't really hear about the slack that you might get. Right. More so you'll hear about the the positivity. Positive. But I knew that, you know, people value I guess whatever knowledge I do have because a lot of DJs will will hit me up and and ask me for advice and what they should do and and tell me that I inspire them and they listen to me and and things of that nature. And I just felt like, yo, you know what? Let me give let me give out some of this knowledge. So what kind of led you to come up with the uh, yo, I should I think this is a good idea? Um bit I I think it's seeing the folder that I have in my phone with like almost a hundred um DMs from DJs. I think that that was like the main like asking reason. for advice? Yeah, and how to maneuver and them telling me that they look up to me and things like that. Right. And then like, you know, when you know when you go on YouTube, right? You got your suggestions and things yeah, like yeah. that. So my suggestions consist of battle rap, um, cooking stuff, <laughs> interior decor stuff, and like DJ shit. Right? So there there are a million um courses out there for DJs, but it's more so 
99% of courses out there for DJs is more technical right. stuff, you know? We're not haters over here or anything like that. Jazzy Jeff just dropped a course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's technical, you know what I'm saying? And he, I mean, who's more technical than him in conflict? Right. <laughs> but um but yeah, so I just felt like, yo, you know what? I I look at what I do as a science and I feel like I can give some of that science to to other DJs, how my mind works when I'm in the club and out of the club even too. Um, I just felt like that's knowledge that could be passed on because it took me like a lot of years to have this knowledge. Yeah, and you you sent us one of those uh, like a sample of the of the of the course or I don't know what you call it, a course or modules, experience. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm not gonna lie, like when you sent it, I was like, all right, let me let me watch this. And and we were at the office or we're working. I'm like, oh, I, like I was expecting it to be like an hour. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm like, all right, bet. Like we're yeah. gonna take our time, whatever. And it was like five ten minutes. And then I was like, damn, it's only is one section. But yeah, then after section. after I saw it, I'm like, I I try to take myself out of my shoes mm -hmm. and be like, oh, if I was just a DJ coming up, mm -hmm. and I'm like, damn. This is shit that like for us might be common sense, but to like someone coming up, this is like years of like bypassing this right. information. Absolutely, where... absolutely. You have to think about all DJs are at different spaces or different um stages right. in in their in their path, their journey, their career, right? So so th there's might be something that I have in the course that I might have learned or realized maybe in the past year two three four years ago right but maybe 10 15 years ago i had no idea like right. yo yeah and in and having the knowledge is one thing right but like implementing it in your every day is is a totally different thing exactly too. Yeah, making it a routine and yeah i mean and that's pretty much that's a big way in how to get to the next level as well yeah and a lot of the stuff that that you have on there like you said it's not technical so it's like the yo how do i get to that next level where it's you could be the best dj in the world but if you don't have these like intangible kind of uh like skills of peep being a people person or or going out to hear the djs or like even like you're almost very methodical with it of like why you should go listen to a dj mm -hmm. and that's like some people might be like oh because you, you you know you just see what the club looks like with with another dj playing but like the way you broke it down was pretty like it makes sense yeah right? like Cause I don't want to give away too much of it exactly hey <laughs> we can't you know <laughs> um you know so it's like this, right? Like, I feel like I'm pretty good at what I do. And um, if you don't know me, if I don't have a relationship with you and a person sees, a random person sees me in a club, he's going to think that I'm standoffish. But I'm really, really just paying attention to everything because I love what I do yeah. so much and I want to stay on top of my shit. So I'm like, yo, I'm always just, super observant just i'm just watching shit. i don't even really want to socialize like yeah. that i'll say what's up to people that i know and then i'll just stay in a corner and just mind my business you know what's funny i had a situation and i've been thinking of that kind of you know what they just said right now about taking yourself out I had a gig at a spot. You guys are fucking professionals. <laughs> no, of course. I mean, <laughs> you guys are like. No, but, like, but I mean, but but half of the listeners aren't, and a lot of people don't know. And so not like, even you know, that, we, though, we, like, we, you, like you had some shit there, and I was like, damn, I haven't done that, or like I forgot about that. Yeah. Like, you know, it's like a refresher too, because yeah. you forget since we're professionals, right. quote unquote. So, so I was at this gig, 
I'm playing and I had two homies, two young, like I'm talking about like two, three year DJs, whatever. And like, yeah. I'm doing my shit and, and same thing. Like I kept looking at them and I could see, you know, we've been there where you try to like conversate and you want to like, you know, let your homie DJ, let your higher up know that like, Hey, you know, I mean, and I drink. So to them, they are, they already know. Hey, you want a shot? Yeah, yeah okay, cool. cool. So like that opens <laughs> that the do- that door. Yeah. But there's times when I don't drink and they're around, and then they're like, "Fuck!" Like you know, like I'm like, "No, no, I'm good. I'm chilling." But this week we were talking, and they brought me a drink and this and that, and you know we're talking, and I'm playing and this, and then I see like the sparklers lit up, and I'm talking. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." I grab the mic, like, yeah, and I'm like, "Yo, bottles coming out, blah 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 blah." And then they were both like, and then one of them's like, "Yo, you saw." You saw like get like, the fuck yeah. out. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "You saw like how are you Yo, always I, tapped in?" I can, I can bet a million dollars, right? I know you don't even look at yourself like that. No, at all. <laughs> nah, <laughs> Me never. neither. I mean, Me like fucking either. Like, I do not look but at it's myself like, like it's like you know, like they I literally think, they literally brought the shots, and I'm you know my peripherals over here, and I see the bottle girl lighting up the sparklers. Yeah. You know, they're getting the sign, and we're talking. Yeah, blah blah blah. blah. While I'm doing that, I'm grabbing the mic. And, you know, I'm like, well, I'm talking, whatever. I'm like, yo, bottles come. And then I took the shot, whatever. And then they were just like, and he was oh, telling man. other dude, like, yo, he's like, how you like, how is he tapped in? And, you That's know, it's crazy. like that science. And in my head, I'm like, Psh, you know, like, I'm working, you know? Right. Like, I'm, in, in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm just doing my job. But to them, they're not used to, they're still in, like, the art, the love, the club. Like, they're still, like, the, the guest. They're yeah. still a Patreon, you know? Like, because they don't. They haven't been driving the car, you know. So it's absolutely like, right. Yeah. They they might have been, you know, looking at the car in the back seat. You know, right. I remember like in my late teens when I'm DJing, and like, see, I got a big booking for for that time. I remember I'd be yo, my my hands would be shaking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Has that ever happened to you? My hands would be fuck legit shaking. I mean, that was that was like a song. Or like, yeah, it was like yeah. a man. And and I, that that would happen to me at Mansion. But it's also because you're in a fucking function one system and you're like, yeah. and your laptop shaking and everything's shaking. And, and it's also like, like, bro, if one thing goes wrong, if you press the wrong button. Yo, bam. I'm talking, I'm talking like turntable days, right? When I, well, I'm, when I'm using turntables, yeah. a lot of people just still just use turntables. Yeah. But I'm talking like I'm trying to put the fucking needle on the record and I'm just like shaking, <laughs> you know, and like now, like. I, I'm I'm so seasoned now. It's like I right, I'm always nervous before I DJ. By the way, yeah. If you're not, it's I'm I don't... still nervous. But that that comfortability is gone though. Like that. I mean that um that nervousness is gone though. I don't really get the jitters in that sense anymore. I think a lot of time it's like I get nervous because I'm like yo I'm about to fuck this shit up in a sense. Yeah. But then it's like I also don't want to flop either. Yeah, yeah. Nah, and it's. It's funny, like, how he was saying that to us is, like, natural, but, like, that's the stuff, like, the technical side of DJing, like, f- when you're young, I feel like, as, uh, uh, at least me, I was, like, very nerdy and into it, and, like, I wanted to learn all the scratches, but then when you get to, like, in the industry and the business, like, like t- pulling off that type of shit is what, yeah. like, I'm into, where it's, like, I see the bottle popping like before they're even out i already see the light right. coming in right. and then yeah. i'm like all right so i got like about 27 seconds before i can drop this on so that like when it pops off and it gets to the table like like the timing and all that shit like that's and like what, the real science and it takes what, years and one thing one thing that i i you i listened to conflicts and you mentioned it and and we'll just jump to it is the parade thing like 
in the beginning, the parade thing was like such a nerve wracking thing, and it was like such a buzzkill kind of thing. Yeah, to but your set and your flow. When you become a pro, like you're so good at it that it's just like it's kind of like a challenge. You're just like, all right, I'm gonna fucking make this shit a, mo- a fucking movie for these motherfuckers that are spending the money. I'm gonna glorify these assholes, and then <laughs> I'm gonna fucking bring the whole room back around. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Absolutely. when that's when you're tested as a DJ. To have the bangers, the off the ones, or or your mic talk or whatever, and I'm anticipating all that's that. That's what I'm shit saying. Before, yeah. so but but before, like you know, but like being being not used to it, you're just kind of like, man, the bottle prayed, and I'm already flowing to this, and I was gonna go to this and that, and mm. and like you're so technical about it, you know, about your yeah. flow, and man, they're listening to the so and so over here, and then, but then you're just like, yo, like, and it, f- but you know what like, it does. What sometimes DJs might not realize, sometimes it adds a little shock value to the to the event, to the party. Yeah. Facts. Like, Facts. What's going on here? Like yeah. something's happening. And it yeah. might grab people's attention yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like this, right? There's been times where um say I'm DJing and taking bottle parades out of it. Say I'm just DJing and just the room is just like whatever. The crowd's not giving me what I need. Right. right? Sometimes I'll just play some bullshit. Like for about not even bullshit, but like five, ten minutes, I might switch up the vibe of what the actual vibe of the party is. Yeah. So, right? So let's say like um let's say uh story on Saturday, okay? And say Anderson is killing it, you know, before I get on. But I know he's killing it, like with the songs that he's playing, but the crowd isn't giving him back what I know that they should be giving him back. Right. I might fuck around and just yo, I'm going R and B for ten minutes. When I say R and B, I'm talking about, you know, I don't because I'm giving, I'm spilling it all today. No. I'm talking about <laughs> this. this, this we're gonna have to course. charge for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta charge you for the preview. Um, um, I'm I'm talking about things like say I might do buy you a drink, shawty, uh, hotline, pretty Ricky, like those kind of things. Songs that the crowd will give me something back to. 2000s. But it adds a little shock value. And right. then when I go back to the 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 meat of what they really want, the hip-hop, the hard shit, yeah. they, they're so much more receptive. Yeah. It's all a mind fuck, though. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and I was telling, like, one of the two guys that, that I had this week, he came in with me in the dairy, too. And same thing. Like, we'll, I'll be DJing, and I'll turn over, and I'll be like, hey, I did this because of this and this and this. And he's like, oh, yeah, I noticed that. So, at this gig that I was at, it was busy early. So I kind of like was test. I was going. I, I was telling him, I'm like going up and down, up and down, up and down. And he's like, "Why?" I'm like, "Cause it's early. They're warming up. But these people like this. These people like that. They're not all drunk enough to be on the same page. Yeah, yeah. So see how I'm opening and I'm hitting them. You know, I am hitting some hard EDM because these fucking people are fucking with it. Absolutely. And I'm going into reggaeton for this, but I'm not playing. You know, even like C. BA records. I'm playing like high C's and maybe like a high B or a high A of a certain genre I'm not going to play later. And it's that way you kind of like. Science, bro. Yeah. Science. It's so important to fish. Yeah. In, um, in that opening set to see like, yo, what really, what's really in the room. That's why it's so weird to me. Like when you have like dudes that might come and headline a party and they get there like five, 10 minutes before the set. Yeah. I don't. It's insane. How, how do you. Like, how do you do that? Yeah, as a professional, like in anything, how do you assess yeah. the situation in time? And that's nerve-wracking. Like, for me, minutes five minutes, minimal. Yeah. I'm like, fucking, I'll have anxiety. Like, I'm just get there and got to go. Like, but I some can't. people just don't care. Some people are drunk as fuck. Some yeah. people are high as hell. Some people are there. 
30 minutes early, but they don't pop into the booth <laughs> till 5, 10 before. Oh, that's, oh, oh, that's one thing. That's, right. that's, that's, one that's my thing. favorite. That's my favorite when, like, when you walk in the booth. I mean, now, like, you know, we all play, I mean, with Anderson, Andy, like, mm-hmm. we all know each other, whatever. But there's been those times, you know, when you, you walk in and then the guy's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, the format just changes and you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's such a, it's such a. Like, it's such a buzzkill because don't cater to me. You already, you're already fucking, Fact. you're already, your hand's already under the shirt. Like, Fact. you know, Fact. you feel Fact. me? Like, hands in the cookie jar. Your hands in the cookie jar. Like, just keep doing it. The crowd's vibing. I'm going to make up for that later. But, you know, it, it's. You think, like, I, I feel like all of us and conflict too, like, we're very scientific in our approach and 1, psychological. 000%. But you think that sometimes, because this happened to me, like, when I was younger, like, when I say younger, I mean a couple of years ago, but where it's like, you're almost too analytical and too scientific, that it could be like a detriment, like, you overthink sometimes, because I remember when I was young, I'd be like, is a mixture of nerves, but also of like, fuck, whatever, this person's here, and then these type of people come, and this and that, and the bottles is, so I would just like, Sometimes I would have those nights where I would be thinking too much. So I'm like, yo, let me just start drinking. And then I would like lean on that to be like, oh, now I'm like, I kind of have that. I don't give a fuckness. So how so m- it give me a little like, all right, let me kind of be a little more free with my. The the drinking, I feel like definitely relaxes you. And when we're talking, we're not advocating drinking. No, no, no. Right. no and that, right, <laughs> right, but that's but it, it, early on. It helps to, it does help to loosen you up a little bit. You know what I mean? Um, but the uh, back to what you're saying about like just being over analytical. Um, I don't think there's an issue with that. I think it's a good thing. It's like dressing. You can never overdress. Right. Yo. I think it's like you being your balance, fucking so. thoughts. Like you just that, to me, that just means that you care. Right. I think it's a part lot. of our job, and I think that like not everybody's like that. Well, though. I'm saying like the 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 what y'all call it, scientist. Yeah, but I'm saying like like sometimes you're not that it's bad, but like you'll be looking at something happening and you're not in the moment, just being like, "Yo, fuck it," like let me take this chance because maybe it might work or maybe it doesn't. But then I know. I'm a ch- but I'm the worst person to say that to because <laughs> I'm a chance taker. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You need that balance. Um, yeah, but I had this conversation. Damn, I, I've been talking to all my DJ friends lately. I had the conversation with Casey. Um, it's like I use the I use the term chance taker, but I'm not a chance taker because I know I'm sure you know, Cass. You it's jump a, out the box a lot. I, I call it a a uh, it's a strategized risk or, or or like a safe risk yeah you like the exit plan right? ex- exactly. i know i know what it's a multiple mode. multiple exit plan multiple strategy it's like all right i'm gonna take this risk but i have the super safe out the all right let's keep going or the funk it you know like you always have multiple op- like a risk is you never just de- like dive in with nothing you know right. yeah i guess that you know i got it's a calculated risk because I know I I have an idea of pretty much how this crowd is going to receive whatever the fuck it is that I do. I'm pretty sure at this point in my career, like, okay, if I do this, they'll, they'll, they'll receive it this way or that way, or at least that group of people. And I'm going to purposely do it for that group of people. Right. And I'll single them out and I'll say it on the mic. So the crowd's like, okay, clearly this guy's doing this on purpose. He's intentional. And oh. we could probably trust whatever it is that he's doing out there, you know? Again, psychology. 
a whole yeah. lot it's, yeah. a, it's a whole lot of mind fucking going on when mm-hmm. i'm djing a whole lot of it and i think it's like why things like your course are so important yeah <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug. no but it's like because like if i would have known i think it goes back to like when i was younger i'd be like oh i know in my mind like you're almost too smart for your own good you're like oh if i if i do this formula and I play it like this, safe. I know I'll get what I want, but sometimes there's things you can't control, and it's not gonna work like that. So yeah. I, I think I there is times where I I I underperform because I was like, nah, let me just stick to this because this is what other guys do, and this is how it, how you win in this room. No. Instead of being like, no, but I know if I play this right now, even though the owners and managers might not fuck with it, I know I could get the reaction I want. I get back in it, but I would I would be a pussy yeah. and not do it and be like and then sacrifice the night instead of like just going for it but then you got you got a you got another day to keep your job too <laughs> so yeah. that's like the catch 22 right. so, because i mean i've gotten um chewed out one and two times from going left i'll never forget like the earlier days <laughs> when i started playing like french music on the beach or african music afro beats on the beach no, there's African music. And, you know, Aris, Aris didn't know what the fuck I was doing at the time. But I love soccer. And I know the soccer players that were in the room. Exactly. And he was like, oh, this motherfucker's on to something. He's doing something right now. And then after a while, people, like, got on the accord and, like, they understood and they accepted it. But yeah, especially in the beach, like, that culture of, like... It's not as free. Yeah, you can't sometimes. really take chances. But how do you, like especially that you've been doing it for so long at these clubs on the beach. Like we went through that whole thing, but how do you like stay sane? Like with those people that not in a bad way, but it's just, yeah. that, that's the type of environment you're working under. Um, say, okay. But saying in saying in what regard? Like, how do you, cause everyone's different. Like, for example, we definitely went through that. We're like, okay, yeah, it's a job. Like I know you, like you, you make the rules. Tell me like, I'm not going to take it a personal. Okay. Because, let's but say, but then it gets to a point where I'm like, yo, shut the fuck up. Let me do it. <laughs> right. Like, okay. I don't care. Let's say, let's say Aris, right? Um, Aris, that's my brother right there. That's family right there. Right. But his delivery isn't the best. Exactly. Sometimes let's talk about like the earlier days yeah. of my relationship with him. His delivery wouldn't be the best. Sometimes it is what it is. Right. But I it took a we have similar personalities where I know his delivery is not the best, but I get it. I get the fact that the lights are expensive, the sound system is, is expensive, the rent is expensive. Yo, that's a, there's probably a lot of pressure there, wow. right? And I'm not making excuses for anyone's behavior and how they might treat people. I'm not doing that, but I just got it, and I was like, yo, let me do my part to make this person's life easier. Because I know if it was me, I would want that person. Yeah. And through the years, um, we just understood each other, and you know, we just help each other in that in that way. I think a way to put it, a way to put but it. Dave ain't like that. I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's the next question. Well, yeah, we definitely. I, I mean, talk about our that. relationship with all these people, so it's all good. Yeah, we're, I mean, <laughs> that what you're saying is is what I always tell people about like the bottle service, and you know, we've all worked for Aris, and like. You, you have to realize that it's their game and you're playing their game and you have to outsmart them at their own game. Mm. And that's you got to like outwork them in their own game or like not be one step ahead, but like or meet them where they are, whatever that's what I'm it saying. is. Like some mm-hmm. kind of you need, like you said, because for us, I think for me, I didn't think of it that way mm-hmm. for most of the time I worked there. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end, I got it. And when I got it in the end, I was like, 
you know, this just isn't it. Like, it's not what I'm looking for, you know? And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But you, like you said, you realize, yo, like, I was, like to me, it was like, yo, I was being so self-centered and so thinking that, you know, the, the DJ ego mm. of you being the star. And then you realize, yo, the like you said, the rent, like, you know, and, like but I'm all not, the factors, you know? And then, and then that's what I'm saying. The delivery is not the best. And you got to understand you're just part of the puzzle. You're part of the machine, you know? Right. And I mean, but like I said, I, and I, I can reiterate this a thousand times. I'm not making an excuse for how yeah. he yeah. saw it. Like, I've yeah. gotten that yeah. shit. I've gotten it. Yeah, before. we all have. <laughs> you know, it doesn't make you feel good. Yeah. But we have similar personalities. Yeah. In it, where I I'm a straight shooter. Give it and to I me. And I think straight. I've learned I've learned from it because that's how I am now. Mm. A lot of younger DJs think I'm an asshole or think I'm a dick or my approach, my delivery isn't the greatest. Oh, mine too. Man. But like, <laughs> but I'm telling you what the fuck it is, and I'm yeah. telling you what the fuck it is because I've been where you're at, and I've been there, and I know. And the reason why I'm like kind of more quiet now and more straight up and more like in my shit is because. I've been there, and, I, and I'm yeah, not telling yeah. you. I'm not pulling the shit out of my ass, you know? When you're younger, it's like like you said, you're. it's almost you're in your own world, your own bubble. You have your ego as a DJ, and you're, like, concerned about yourself. But when you get older, you realize, like, how you said, the rent. Like, you start, you walk in. And now, when I go anywhere, I'm analyzing, like, yo, how, what's their overhead on yeah, this? Yeah, these money? are the yeah. things I'm thinking about. Right, That's so the then, first thing I think. So when, you, when, you, when you're older, you realize, like, yo, like, the DJ is the last on the list right now. Like, so when you do fuck up, for them, it's a big deal because, like, yo, you know how much other things I have going on in my head? Yeah, and the I cost can't... and the profit margins and this and that. And, like, now you're playing French music? Like, come yeah. on, man. Talk <laughs> like, to me. Yeah. <laughs> like, what's going on? So, you, yeah, I get it. You, like, understand more. But when you're young, it's, like, hard because you're, like, I'm trying to be a DJ, bro. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, like, when you're, when you're, fu- like, when you're fucking up, it's like the way they see it is like, yo, you're costing me money right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe I didn't have a good week. Maybe it's slow season. So I need I need this night to be all right. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's, just, it's like a serious kind of stress. Yeah, when we're, when we're younger, we think of it like, yo, they just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and now I suck as a DJ. And imagine this, right? We're, we're all men here. Imagine this. A, a grown ass man trying to like watch his words and how he talks to another grown ass man. He's like, he doesn't give a fuck. Man. Sucks man shit. <laughs> yeah, and it's not like a traditional work environment where like, hey man, no. you can't say that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. There's no HR. Yeah, there's no HR. <laughs> there's no I don't think, I don't think I'm gonna HR. I'm going to write a report on you tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, right. Who do I have up. to contact about my complaint? Yeah. So about your boy, Dave. Yeah. Dave Grutman, Mr. Groot Hospitality. What is your relationship like with him? Because he's a, a big figure in the nightlife here. Um, Dave and I are cool. You know what I'm saying? Um, Dave and I are also at a place where, like, okay, he's starting to, like, trust trust me. Because Dave Dave's not a person that's out as much as, like, say, like, an Iris is out at his venues. Yeah. You know? So sometimes when I go left, like, there's been times where Dave's like, what the fuck? Right, but I'm like, yo, Dave, just just trust me, I, I got it, you know, and 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 all the guys in in the office at Group Hospitality, they'll they might reassure him and let him know, like, yo, this guy knows what he's doing, yeah, you know, um, let's say like, uh, even an example, right, um, and this has nothing to do with Dave, right, so last Friday, I'm I, I get to I get to live, and you know, I get there early or whatever, and as I observed the crowd. I was like, okay, cool. I see what they need, right? So I go on and I I play some house and then I cheese the fuck out of that room. Like I cheesed it up. 
I cheesed <laughs> it. It was karaoke in that bitch, <laughs> right? And um, what do you call it? So I was doing it for so long. So um, Rob, uh, my guy Rob Garcia, uh, I guess he must have t- um told Jordan like, "Yo, tell Don to sw- um switch it back," right? So I'm like, "Damn, niggas is complaining about about the music, right?" But they're they're losing their mind. Yeah, like yeah. when Jordan told me, um, person that throws the party, when he told me to like to go to hip hop, I'm like, it was like at a point where people are just about to sing. I was like, yo, I didn't say, hey, look, listen to this. I don't have I don't have anything to prove to Jordan. Jordan's heard me play ten million times, but um, so I I don't even think anything of it. I go to the hip hop because this is like twenty four minutes of cheese at this right. point. That could be a lot. Yeah, yeah. But they were loving it. And it was more reaction than... I was getting more reaction from the crowd than when the regular hip-hop was being played. So anyway, I do my set. It's the end of the night. Or the end of my set. Now I'm about to like pack up and go home. And then Rob comes to the DJ booth. He's like, yo, bro, I know you're killing it. You know, um, he's just like, yo, it was a lot. <laughs> yeah. It was a lot. But um, but but he says like yo we trust you you know we know exactly what we i know exactly why you did it i know it was working and all of that you know so i just say that to say like i i proved myself to a point where these these people um they trust what i do yeah i think that's an important thing to say because also that's happened to me in the past and it was actually on the beach where like you're killing it playing cheese Mm -hmm. and then people like it and they're singing along it's a a lot of sing-along songs but now looking back when they they would come up and be like yo like go, go to hip hop or yeah. whatever and i'm like bro but like yeah. you see what's happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i get it now because like they didn't i wasn't a resident like that where like i'm week in week out they know me they know i'm i'm just warming up to do something else so maybe mm-hmm. to them they're like yo this guy's just going to play pop music all night what's going on right right so they get a little scared but to me i'm like yo i'm killing it man what yeah. are you like it's that tricky, like it's like the artist versus the employee, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how many times it's like you had a you had a venue, like yo, if I go left right now, they'll lose their mind. But I gotta, I gotta stick to this course, stick this course, stick to stick the course, and it's just like people are doing the cool thing because you know Miami could be like a one a big ass music video sometimes. <laughs> they just want to stand around. That shit gives me anxiety though. Like, and I, I, I know you like when people. Because as a DJ, you want to see the the visual of people having fun. Yeah, yeah. So absolutely. then, like, a lot of this new music, and we were talking about that last week, where it's like, you can have the best song out, but just because technically it's, like, from 60 to 70 BPM, like, people are get a more chill vibe. Absolutely. So it's like, even if it's a top record, it's just inherently you're, like, you're like, like but they're vibing, down. and sometimes people don't know how to maneuver, and that's mm. that. Def, that's definitely something I I cover in the course. You know what to do in those moments, because there are there are things that you can do in those moments. You know what? That one of the dopest things about living in Miami, we could play so many different genres of music, right? Because so many different people are here. Yeah. Like yeah, there's so I mean, many pockets, and like imagine if you live in St. Louis or. <laughs> You're Milwaukee. Playing, yeah, you're playing rap or you're playing house. You're playing that's, techno. You're playing rap. That's why a lot of those out of town sets are like sound the same. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like you can only really be in certain pockets. Because like, yeah, and then you got like a few states that got like a bunch of Mexicans, so you could you could touch some Spanish yeah, music. Yeah, yeah the Spanish music is especially now. I mean, now that I've been traveling more, like it just depends, and you see it, and it's it's always it's kind of hidden. 
because I think that a lot of other DJs don't see it or don't Hold look up. at us like we do. And you know? when I when I say what I like, uh, some other cities has got a bunch of Mexicans. <laughs> <laughs> that probably, that might have sounded crazy to some people. But I mean, if, Whoa, you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> no. if you're not in Florida, you're not in New York. 90% of the people outside are, are Latin Mexican. people are going to be Mexican. Yeah. If you're in Texas, it might be El Salvador right. up in there. Um, some Central American speaking countries. Yeah, but big 60% of the Latin crowd anywhere else outside of Miami is Mexican crowd. Yeah, so. for sure. In case you didn't know that. Yeah. You got to do your market research. <laughs> yeah, you, gotta, you have to know these things. You have to know them. Nah, but... Um, how do you think that, like, what do you think is the perception that the younger DJs see from the course? And, like, what's the, and what are you telling people that you're getting out of the course? Like, what's the, like, not the, I mean, we know the pitch and everything, but mm-hmm. what's the. Not the, not the Instagram. All right, ask, ask one, <laughs> ask, one like, like, ask one question at a time. Please. Like, what, like, what's the, um, what's the, like, right away, like, I mean, I'm not saying. And I don't, I don't want to spill the beans on anything from the course, but I'm saying, like, what can young DJs be? And I don't want to. I know the money thing has been brought up a lot mm-hmm. besides the money thing. Yeah, of course. Like, I want to put the money aside mm-hmm. and for a D because let, let's break it down. The course is not for, hey, I want to be a DJ. It's for somebody that's DJ that that has equipment, been yeah. practicing in their house, might get um birthday parties and private events mm-hmm. and things like that and might want to step step their dj career up got it a, a bit you know what i'm saying so it's like the beginner going into mid kind of yeah. kind of range or like, or it could be mid trying to go into pro. pro right that's you what know? i'm saying like pretty much mid it but could be, it could help our peers right. you know what i'm saying there's 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 definitely stuff Gems in there that that could for sure help our peers for right. sure for sure for sure. So it's it's I mean that's what I'm asking. Is there like a like besides the I know the money is what everybody you know gets everybody's yeah that, that, that catches popping. I mean of course it's, it's marketing it's, it's marketing. marketing it catches people's no, I'm with attention. You. I'm with you a thousand percent. Do you want to do you want to be better at your craft? Yeah. <laughs> Come over there. I can do it. And that's and that's and that's true. You will be better at yeah. your craft after after this. You know what I'm saying? But you know. We love we love music and all of that, but we also love money. Yeah, right. We do love money. Yeah, who doesn't? I mean, you like to buy things. You like to. These cameras are nice. Yeah. These lights <laughs> are amazing. It smells great in here, guys. Hey. <laughs> it's all money, dog. DJ money, dude. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But like, um, so I know you say six figures and all that, but the course overall, it's not so much to make money it's the money is a byproduct of yes um to really better what it is that you do and usually in anything that you do right Mm -hmm. if you um if you if you uh if you hone in right and you you really focus on what what it is that you're doing and you do things to better yourself that the financials will follow right you know i don't i don't want anybody to like yo it's all about money, 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 yeah. you know, because I I do want to see younger DJs or even my peers get better. You know, it's just better for the city. It's just better for the for the DJ world on a whole. Right, bro, I think no, I'm with I'm with you a thousand percent because, dude, like, you know, you, you mentioned Casey. I, I will talk all the time, you know, with a lot of other DJs like, bro, like. There's no DJs like. To, not even to open, but like there's so many little DJs 
I mean, no offense, like that I can recommend for something. Mm-hmm. There's a handful. I have, I have some too, and that's what I'm saying. And it's, and they're always booked. They're always working because we're all working. We're all doing our shit. But like, it's not <laughs> five, six years ago when I was that guy. When I was a ready, prepared, like, like you know, um, I was working here and there, and then maybe A Train would be like, "Yo, man, they need a DJ at this spot," and and he didn't even have to like co-sign me or it was just like cool go and do it like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i feel like you know there's not that many of those there's a lot of different factors like being a dj isn't trendy anymore isn't cool it was 10 years ago i think it is still i think i think there there's so many djs out there but i'm saying but like the mindset of it of like being trained so it's good that there's a course but i'm saying like there's no that course a lot of the younger guys have to take the course or have to get in line or getting checked because there's no good mid-tier DJs, I think. Or, like, reliable. I don't know. I think it's, like, also the culture of Miami. Like, back then, I mean, or maybe it was just because we were in it, but it felt like, yo, there was this camaraderie. There was this, like, yo, like, oh, I can't do it, but I know a homie that'd be perfect. And then there's a lot a of... Ton of A ton of talent. And, yeah. and then we were, like, the younger ones coming up, and people were looking out for us, and then there was always the next wave. But then I think... I don't know what happened. The wave stopped. The I don't know the wave. After COVID happened, yeah. people started like, oh, maybe this isn't something I would be interested in because of COVID and like my financial. But there's no people. And like we try to do it with, you know, Rockwell. And like we have like this whole little NXT thing where we have young DJs. But even then, they're fucking booked out. It's yeah. fucking guys headlining already. Like, uh, you know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's and, like, and, then what happens after and that? And that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that there's not good. I'm saying that the the low to mid, hungry, thriving, wanting to put in the work. Research, you hearing DJs. about, you hearing about, you hearing a little something about them. There's not a lot. That's like what I'm saying. That one guy, he's always there. Like, who's that guy? It's always yeah. there. Like, but yeah. I think there that, isn't that guy always there anymore. Yeah. But there might, he might be there, and we just don't know. It's not impossible. Or maybe it's because like, like they, the two, they don't know that yeah. it's we're approached. Like, they, it's not like back then where you were like, oh, I'm a DJ. Let me. Yeah. Now it's kind of like, oh, I don't know. Don Hans fucking, he's busy right now. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably <laughs> if I'm in work mode, I'm probably not. Like my two, like like the two DJs that came to see me right now. I mean, like I said, they've been DJing maybe two years, a year, you know, like right pre-COVID. But like, they don't know the mind. Like, you are totally new to, to somebody who's been in the clubs for like two, three years. Like, you know, I don't think people understand like how much fucking up you have to do. To get to this level of surgeon of scientists that yeah, I am, yeah, yeah. I was fucking up for years, yeah. and you know that a big reason that I I'm still problem? fucking up, bro. Oh, okay, um, <laughs> this <is a> sponsors? <laughs> no, 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 no. Like I, I fuck with this water bottle called Hydrate, and it, there's like an app on your phone, oh. and it tracks how much water you're drinking, and it'll light up when oh, you're not drinking enough. That shit yeah. is wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, damn, what the fuck were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> you need to plug that in for the course. For real. <laughs> nah, water, bo- water bottle sponsor? Nah, but um, no, just about, about fucking up and like going through your fuck ups to get to where you're at. And, and- oh, yeah. So, like I said, like, I, it's been so many years of me DJing and, and like it took me a long time to get to where I'm at. 
you know, and along along with that, in that process, there's a whole lot of fucking up. I'm not gonna lie, a lot of fucking up. Um, and that's pretty much what I'm giving back. I'm just, I'm just like, I'm just cutting off a whole lot of years for you know for the aspiring DJ that wants to be the next cast or the next Zaya, you know, or the next Don Fuego. You know, what I'm saying that's that's pretty much what you're getting in this course. Because let's be clear, I mean, the technical. You can get the technical. You yeah. can you can get the technical, but you have to. You it's like driving stick. You actually have to be in in the club in or in a party in these environments to gain this knowledge that I'm giving in this I can DJ two course. You really do. It's it's there's no other way to really get it, right? Or to know if it can, it works or anything like that. So I mean, I'm not one of these guys that have a course that just DJ in their living room and. I don't know where or wherever the hell that else they DJ. Um, this is all proven stuff that you know I've done and I can I can I can attest to it. And uh, yeah, this is all real. You know, this isn't like I'm just creating some fluff for for people for young aspiring right. DJs to follow. Right. And you know I think I mean? like I mean you'll def and with anything you do you get haters, but I I can already see people saying like not. Literally, I'm saying, mm. but I, in my head, I can see there's always like those people that are like, bro, like you know, I fucking came up year, like you yeah. know, I gotta, you gotta go through the. Third. I started on vinyl. Yeah, like, I carry oh, crazy. Man. Oh man, but it's like, <laughs> but it's like, bro, if I had this shit, like, why would I, I? I'm always looking for ways to like, you know, better myself in anything I do, or like uh, get a quick, um, like from people that have failed or that yeah. know know, honestly, know the in and out and outs. I feel like if I was in a position where i would have been five six years ago when i was like you know opening at fdr and all this shit and i was like at a plateau i definitely would have been interested in the course because like i was at a point where i thought my career was going this and you know my mindset started to change from you know i was already on the business side but kind of of where to go and what i did for my this is the freebie for my class <laughs> what i did is i just said told everybody to fuck off and started my own shit mm. so but i'm saying if i wouldn't have had that like i definitely was at, at a position of like what to do like and what's it, next it definitely takes a certain level of humility too that too um yeah. because you know as people oftentimes we always think that we just know everything oh no. like especially djs yeah what? <laughs> oh DJs, my like, god <laughs> You know, and luckily for me, I maybe it's a part of my personality. I'm just, I don't have that in me. I feel like I could always learn something. Always, yeah. always, always, it's always. White belt mentality. Yeah. Always learning. But yeah. it's like, and also I think it's important because like what we were saying, not just the classes and all uh, courses and, and mentoring DJs, but like, bro, like I look at it like I'm, in my career, I'm probably not DJing as much as I was before and this and that. But, like, what's going to be the next wave, like, when we're all gone? Like, mm -hmm. if... Because I look at it like, yo, I know I'm always going to be involved in it in some facet. Maybe I'm not DJing, but I'm, I'm you know, helping with the booking agency. I'm doing marketing, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, a club, whatever, programming. But, like, I, I want to have a future of, like, there's other DJs. Because what if it's just old 40-year-old DJs? Exactly. So that, that's exactly how Teenage I feel. Fucking... I, I mean, I like to see that growth, you know. Um, 
I got a DM the other day. Somebody, they thanked me and was like, yo, Don, thank you. I, um, of course, you know, we, we, had, we had an extensive conversation, but um, I just brought... I just like um, posted a screenshot on my story, like saying that he got booked in Alaska. Fine, you know, um, just from implementing one or two things that he just learned learn in the I Can DJ Two course, you know, and that that made me feel awesome, you know, and that's what, like I'm excited about like part two, three, four, and all of that stuff, you know. And, and you met I mean, <clears throat> on the on Conflict Podcast. I know you talked about it. So the course is not is it's gonna keep growing, right? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you and I'm gonna. Down. Um, yeah, so right now it's there's uh twelve modules um that touches twelve different um, um things that you can add to your your DJ arsenal, your repertoire, if you will, you know. Um, and there's gonna be a lot of things that I add. You know, I'm gonna add another, like it'll be like part two of the course or part three of the course. I'm gonna also add coming soon on the site where people can um have one on ones with me. Right. You know, like Zoom. I'm doing those on my Patreon. Yeah, yeah. that that's super dope. Ride that's super dope. Can we do a ride along with you? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. On the on the damn, I'm gonna put that on my Patreon. A ride along. <laughs> you know, um, but that's, that's be me at my crib. We Uber together, or you pick me up. <laughs> so that <laughs> ride along in your car because I don't have a car. So. That that's coming uh, real soon. Um, another thing that's coming super soon um, on the site. You know some. Inspiring DJs, maybe they're not financially there yet. Some people might say the price point is a little high for them. So um, I'm adding a pay over time. That should be implemented oh, by nice. Monday, Tuesday. Nice. Yeah. Smart. That's really smart. Yeah. Because, I mean, I've been there. Yeah. You know? What? Shit. For real, you know? So I, I, I never forget the days where I might have made like three to 500 bucks a week DJing. <laughs> like I remember when I like there's a time when I started making like a thousand dollars a week DJing. I thought I was rich. <laughs> I thought Everyone I, goes. I thought I was rich. The outfits. Like, <laughs> Every Friday, hitting the mall. Yeah. New outfit for the club. I was, I was going shopping at Hot Topic, getting band <laughs> T-shirts those days. <laughs> so you DJ like what five times, four times a week, three times? Um, four. I DJ six days a week. Six and uh. Fridays and I think Sundays, I DJ twice a day. You're still doing the brunches and you're still doing, because you're, that's what I tell everybody, like, yo, besides the clubs, besides the Grutman stuff, the Groot stuff, like, you're still very tapped in. Into, to the local, into local, the local stuff, the, rip, the local, and like you have your homies, your connects, you know, you go to Haiti, you go to Belize, like you have all these different connects and like. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know how how that happened. I could tell. I could tell you guys how that happened. <laughs> you do know. I you do know. know. I know myself my whole life. Um, so a little background, right? So as you guys can see, if you're watching this, I'm a black guy. Okay? <laughs> In case you can't see, I'm a black guy. My family's Jamaican, right? So let's say like like um like if you never heard me play, I'm a black guy that's pl that plays Spanish music very well. Scary good. And we're not just talking reggaeton. We're not, and we're not just talking new reggaeton. Right? So my my life has shaped me to, to a place where I, I, I've always been around different people. I just understand different people. And I've always just been an observant, inquisitive type guy. You know? So, um, so that's definitely helped in, in 
me getting requested in different um, environments. So, uh, for instance, on my it's on my SoundCloud. I recorded a set that I did at this club called Lumen in um in Houston. Shout out Icon. Yeah, that's my guy. Icon is a nice guy. Him, nah. him and his wife. Mm. Nice he's people. Like, nice. He's such a nice, nice guy. Yeah. The nicest guy like, in the world. If you bro. ever heard anything. Genuine. Yeah, if you ever heard anything mean, like, yo, I never, I don't like that guy. Nah, he's an asshole. It's like, really? Icon? Nah. He's like Impossible. The, the coolest dude. Like, Absolutely. So, um, let's say like a, a club like Lumen, right? That's on a Friday. That's super duper 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 Latin. And when I go in those environments, I'm a totally different person. So people might be like, yo, how does black guy just know this Spanish music like this? So one, before music, before DJing, um, soccer was my life. Yeah. So I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of Latin friends, you know, and my two best friends growing up, um, one was Colombian and one was Cuban. So I was always around their family and I just always paid attention to that demo, that that demograph, I guess, that that group of people. Um, specifically, how the difference between like a Cuban family and the difference between a Colombian family and the novellas that they might watch, or like what the family, what the music, the is cultural, like. the cultural differences within within. Yeah, right. yeah, like even even just at a, like a house party, you know, like I mean, the Cuban family they liked a lot of freestyle. The Colombian family liked a whole lot of salsa. It was just like just different things, you know. Um, I'm Jamaican. Yeah. Um, my family's Jamaican, you know. So I've always been connected to my Caribbean roots in that way. But because maybe because I started DJing at such a young age, twelve, um, I was always paying attention to all these types of music at a young age. It wasn't like I gained interest in music later on in life. Right. I was, I was thinking about the music I was hearing at the time as a DJ. Right. Um. Also, I mean, again, soccer. Uh, I had a lot of Haitian friends growing right. up. You know. Um. A lot of people don't know this. When I was 18, I opened up a kid's clothing shop in the flea market. My partner, he was Haitian. We would be together 10 hours a day every day. And then I'd be around his family too, yeah. just observing shit, asking questions, you know, understanding like the music in, in that world. That's when you like that's that. when you learn the real cuts, you know, like Yeah. Like for me, I mean, similar to that is is when I play certain Spanish music. I mean, same and and bro, and, and I look even more Latin than you do, you know. Like, yeah. And then they're <laughs> like, "Depend on what country." That's what in. I'm saying. Yeah. So I'm like, but I'll play, you know, some random Mexican shit that I know that when I lived in San Antonio, or like, yeah. you know, I played like Cumbia Kings last week, and they were like, "What the fuck?" And they're all fucking that, you know. It's it's yeah. it's your and influence. I love Cumbia. Yeah, I it's your influence. Family like, party set. Yeah. So you, I mean, it's. Especially here in Miami, like it's like, you know, going back to playing so many different kinds of music, like here it's just a melting pot. So yeah. in these clubs, you know, like you always gotta play literally everything. Everything, everything. And everything. that's a, that's dope. It's really dope, actually. It's like it's it's such a treat to be a DJ in a city like a Miami because you have so many different kind of people that come here. So so dope. I love it. That's why when you go to other cities and they say like, "Oh, two hour set," it's like, bro, you know how many bags I can? Yeah, yeah. Two hour set. I'm normally like, uh, all right. I didn't play like a third. I didn't play two thirds of what I wanted to play. Absolutely, yo. Two hour set could be long or short. 
It could be like, damn, that's a long fucking night, bro. It's, it's like a, you're 30 minutes in and you're like, fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You're already busting your nut. You're already kind of like looking up. Fuck. All right. I already played Latin. I already played this. I already played that. I already played this. Already. And then you're like, fuck, it's been 30 minutes. It's like, bro, when you look at your Serato or whatever, there's like thousands and thousands and thousands of songs. But like some nights you're like, bro, there's only 10 songs. You ever been there where you scroll and it's like, <laughs> and you're like, fuck, it's like, the same 10 songs. I need to download more crane. music. What's going on? You go to the same crane and you're just like, yo, how do y'all get it? How do you guys get around um like playing um the same songs? Like there's a new thing that I do now. You know how Serato, the the fold, the, the crates have the, the plays. Mm-hmm. Like I'll be mindful and like before I go to my set, like I'll, I'll make the sort on plays and mm-hmm. I'll see like, damn. I need to play. I need to play at least five of these shits. I have like less than five plays. Like go under. You go under. Uh, I did that to erase music the other day. I went to zero, and I was like, "Yo, what the fuck is all this shit?" Like, <laughs> yeah, I erased like twenty gigs. Like, but sometimes I'll make. I'll just not like a a, a prepared set, but I'll make one new crate for the night with like all this random shit that like when you're home you could be like, "Oh yeah, that that that." Put it all in there, and then no. so that way I'm not looking at the same crates that I've been looking at. Because usually everyone has their shit organized a certain way for it, for like for how long you've been DJing with Serato. Mm. So you get so used to like, oh, I know this crate's here, this crate's here, this mm. crate's here. I go here. It's like muscle memory. So yeah. I you go have to a million crates. You guys have oh a million crates? God. I have a million. Yeah, yeah, I, have, yeah. I, have, I have a crate I have for crates, everything. Sub, I have crates, sub crates. I have emojis on my crates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I see the that. emoji, bro. Like I got everything. They've like yeah. ba- they've changed over time, but like barely, like. Nah, and I always say like, oh, I'm a, I'm gonna like redo my whole Serato this year, but it's like, no, you're not. I don't want to, I don't want to redo <laughs> nah. shit. We're, I, I mean, I'm like too tapped in to like, and bro, I have songs that I don't even know the names of in like some crates, you yeah. know, like I'm not gonna lie, like I'm like it's in there and I know it's there, and when I scroll, I go and like, but dude, if and I please and I DJ off the top of my head so much and just prepare crate, prepare crate, but. I don't know, bro. I have shit in there I've had for fucking 12 years. That's why, like, just making that one crate that's just random, it, I'll just look at it as, like, a reference. Like, oh, yeah, look this. I could go this way now. I could do this way. Like, it's just somewhere different to look at instead of, like, the same setup I've had for years. Mm. So I, I could always go to that crate just to get, like, a new, like, oh, I've never seen this except, like, 20 minutes ago when I made it. Guys, I got something. So we're on MIA. <laughs> I'm going to do something very Miami real Oof, quick. here we go. All right. So, I'm going to ask I'm going to ask a question, right? But there's going to be different levels to the question, all right? So, we're going to talk about venues in Miami. All right? So, there's going to be different criteria. I don't know if I'm going to be a part of this. I might yeah. I might I, I you, might. Don't, you don't want to cancel yourself. <laughs> all right. So, check this out. So, first question, right? We're talking about we're talking about venues in Miami, so we're gonna educate the the listeners that are that don't live in Miami. So I'm gonna ask. So the first one is a uh, best looking venue in Miami. That the venue itself looks. Yes, this is like you go in and like, oh, this is a nice fucking venue. Look, just looks. I think live is best looking. Yeah, in Miami, South Florida. Yeah. The first time I walked into live, but mm. when, when I moved back to Miami, like. I was, and I had already gone to Vegas, you know, I'd been, I walked in and I was like, and this is pre, uh, the big spider. Okay, cool, cool, cool. You know what? Just a dome. I'm going to say live, but because of the club, but it's also that whole, 
when you walk experience. into the fountain blue, the, whole the lobby, mm. the ropes, the way it's set up, you're before you even get in the club, you're like, yo, the, I'm the at a tie on the floor. Yeah, like, like everything. You already feel like you're like, yo, I'm out somewhere that's like different. I've arrived. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've arrived. And you're and you and you're already anticipating getting in because it's not it's not like how like mansion was where it's a standalone club where you're just like there and mm. you see the people outside already in line. Here you're like getting dropped off with the valet. You're getting through the doors. Fountain Blue, Miami Beach. It has like the the prestige. You know, it, it's the whole the whole experience of it, the inside and the outside. Yeah, nobody touch it. Nobody's touching them on on that experience of of just like that's the Miami. And you know, and and just to kind of side talk, I had this conversation with Casey. Is that on South Beach you have live story, live story like eleven. I mean, oh, so all these down the beach. You have living story, but like people that come to Miami now that go to South Beach are and are in that that want to go to living story are in like let's say this demographic up here. The people that are in a little lower demographic, and if that they wanted, I'm saying money wise, mm-hmm. the people, the top one, I'm saying, are spending one to five k each a night. Yeah, under is let's say up to one k a night. Those people. Don't want to go to random club, whatever, on call in to random club here. Like they want the Miami experience. Like they're gonna get together with their four or five friends and mm. each spend like a, a stack to go to live. Like so in Miami, you're at a point where if you want to have that luxury style, like go all the way. You're not gonna try to go into, you know, club X Y Z down Collins or in Washington or or you, you like. So it's it's live to me. It's live. Like for me, um, is Rockwell. Well, Vendome now? Yeah, which is called Vendome right, now. Right. Yeah, but Rockwell for sure. I um, think Rockwell was the... I mean, Rockwell was an experience too, just because of like... The mirror mind fuck thing. Yeah. But like, I like those were those type of clubs were always my favorite. Like the One Oak, the Rockwells, yeah. the medium tier, small yeah. room. A lot of service. But very set nice Set would have been my number two. I like oh, Set a I think Set was, set was probably the number one. Even set when they used to have the little room. You remember Looking wise, yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about yeah, looks. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, I like set. Set, set, set like prime, like when the booth was in the back and it had the whole screen. in the middle. It, oh, in the middle, yeah, in the middle it was even better. Yeah, though. I like. Yeah, I liked it. I liked it. I mean, there. where it's at now. Yeah, I don't love. I don't like where it's at now. Oh, you're saying all the way in the back? No, where the because I mean the venue still set to me. Right, 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 right. right. I like. I like this. I like set when. The DJ booth was like when you walk in all the way, all the way to the yeah, yeah, right, as right. opposed to the side. Right. You don't really, you can see the room, but you don't see the room. Yeah, it's different. When it was on, I mean, it used to be on the side back in the day, but when it had the big screen on the back and the, like the thing, the that gold, remember that gold kind of like on the walls? It was, yeah. It was kind of like a gold. It's like a metal shape, thing. Metal yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Should look like super, uh, super sound things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> big, big sound. Right, right, thing. right, right. Yeah. All right, so got looks. Best sound system in a club, and we can't say eleven. I would say eleven. Eleven system is yeah, because that's Current? obvious. Through the years, I mean, mansion, mansion was yeah. mansion, wow. sound mansion system? function one the setup of the booth and everything. mansion function one system was like, bro. I remember hearing like the playing like Swedish house mafia like one. <laughs> 
in that system and just like the whole room like feeling that shit in your soul like i didn't i don't oh no I, I no i don't have much experience dj in mansion there's more icon yeah that's i have experience well in that still around that time because it was when the booth was in uh that circle kind of well, no, see, but Icon, I Icon, they moved it, Icon? They moved oh, it to the right. stage. When I DJed at Icon, I was on the stage. I wasn't, I wasn't nah, in the actual DJ nah, booth, nah, so nah, I don't really have much experience in that venue. That booth was, bro. You could, you could, you could have powered a whole small club with what was in the booth. Yeah. So you guys both say Mansion, Mansion, man. Um, I'm gonna say Mokai when it's hitting. It would, it would sound good. But it sounded too flat. Mm. I think it would sound flat, just because it's like there wasn't enough bass in there. You know, but it was, but it was like the you you didn't need the bass because it's like the whole experience. Look, I was an experience. Like you want to know one a, a sleeper that I don't think a lot of people even know about, and I went there my first time last night actually. Uh huh. Mad. Oh, and I haven't gone. It's good. <laughs> yeah, Man. it's a good sound system. Sounds they good. they have more than enough sound. It's one of those right. venues. But but because you know very few venues got like more than enough. Mm-hmm. They have more than enough. Fire. All right. So you guys both. All right. So you guys agree on on one um, venue that you always wanted to play that you never did. Oh, that closed? Huh? Or that's nah. still? Oh, it's still around. Period. I would say live just because that is that's like a staple in Miami. Yeah, I've never played live, but that's not a. I mean, I don't know. To me, it was like one venue or party. Mm, oh, we'll party? do party. No, no. Let's do venue first. Party next. Venue. I don't think. Go ahead. Well, you already said live. Yeah, I would say live just because. Not with me. It's like, I mean, I want to say some wild shit like. Liquid in the nineties. Mm. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm. Like to me, it would oh, be like okay. DJing for for Chris Vicello in the back with Madonna. Mm. You know, like that's the shit. Yeah, that's, that's 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 generation. That's eras. Yeah. I mean, or cl- DJ, like club, club DJing at Mansion when Paris Hilton was there. You know, like I would say well, we're talking like that. I say like Club Deep in the corner with that Pitt too. was just that like doing no, we're just no, no, we're just doing venue now. <laughs> okay, party is next. Yeah, so venue. I mean, venue, yeah, to me would be like liquid, liquid, liquid DJ. I mean, liquid or, or like you said, deep. Yeah, something like that. Like, like club deep. Um, I'm going to say. Shit. Yeah, I'm going to say. um. Rockwell. Rockwell. You never play Rockwell? Oh, yeah, because of uh, all the... Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a campaign to play. <laughs> no, that, <laughs> I said Rockwell. I said Rockwell. <laughs> we see where this is going. <laughs> I no, can DJ. You're not, here, you're not here to pitch... Hey, you're not here to pitch... <laughs> hey, you're not here to pitch the court. You're here to get bookings, dog. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Uh, Yeah, Rockwell? Yeah. I think so. That place was fun, man. I mean, and I, I, I did the Mondays for a while, and it was cool, man. I mean, you know, you did FTR. So good. You, you worked Yeah, well, and you know, it hurt. It, like, at the time, it hurt the most because I had a relationship. I have a relationship with Leah. Yeah. Leah's my Leah's my dog, I, yeah. you know? Um, so I say Rock, Rockwell, like that, like those, those parties mm-hmm. when it was Rockwell. I really liked what the crowd was, loved the venue, and... um. Cellos run their shit really nicely. Yeah. yeah. 
Party. Party? I got to think about that. Um, With me, it's, was it, I rock hip-hop? What the fuck is that? Or you're... That, was, that used to be the old mansion Friday parties when they would bring like AM and all these guys. Oh. Or New Year's with AM and Jazzy Jeff at Mansion. That sounds scary. <laughs> Shit like that. <laughs> that to me, it's going to be anything like AM related. Like, Yeah, that sounds scary as fuck. I'm going to say for me, I I don't know why, but like I would have loved to like been at like Opium when like BMF was outside right. buying the whole bar. Yeah. I think that I think that would have been cool. Anything two thousands, anything early pre social media South Beach, yeah. I think would have been it. You know, like I said, that party. You know, I know Effect played that party a lot. Yeah, and I'm gonna say this is even more left field. Is like those parties that we were talking about, like Club Deep, and like yeah. when Pit was coming up, but like the all ages. Because I never got to headline, because I started in the all ages, but I yeah. never got to have like that headlining where like Pit comes on. I never did like a proper, 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 proper yeah. all ages. Mm. It'll be like hole in the wall all ages. Yeah, no, no. Like I was right at the tail end when they were like still making like fucking a lot of money off of them. But mm. I never got to do that like headlining, like Pit comes on and he's like throwing freestyles he's doing like damn it man like that oh shit. man that's a that's a great era like that that would be dope all right guys no no slack to anybody here we go least favorite venue to dj at i mean or slack to anybody fuck that i mean you don't have to be djing at them though or have dj it could just be your least favorite venue that you didn't dj at all right. Oh, yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, I don't even think I have one though. I think it's been the- All right. We got. <laughs> are we passing? I just. I don't I, know. I mean, I don't really care. I think to like even. You know what? I have. I mean, I'm not gonna. We're obviously not gonna name, but kind of to add to that question, and we don't have to say any names, but we can talk about it. What about venues that y'all have played at that you would never go if you weren't DJing there? Oh, I have a couple. Yeah, me too. But I, I, I have a lot. Some. I have DJs that I <laughs> that I've worked, and then like just because of certain factors, you know, like I mean, I don't have to say anything. I'm not. I'm nah, not expecting an answer, but I'm saying I don't that. mind. I don't. But I mean, I think for the most part, we wouldn't really. It, when we're, if we're not working, we're not really. Damn, I worked. Okay, what I'm getting at is I worked at venues that I've played at, where the service sucks or like. Oh, I get you. Like, it, like you're saying, like as an establishment, like an establishment. you wouldn't go. Is that? Is that? I mean, that's that's kind of what I was getting. Yeah, like I say, some of the strip clubs that I've done in yeah, the past, like because no, like I I had a crazy journey. Like I've done it all. I've yeah. done all all the hood shit, strip clubs. When I say strip clubs, I mean with an S. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I've done some ratchet spots, you know. So probably like some some of the strip clubs that I've done. I probably like Spotlight. <laughs> yeah, I played at a few spots where it's like you get favoritism because you're the DJ, but then like you see the people like waiting at the bar, or you see like like the rowdy shit or or some sneaky shit, or you know like it's probably probably like a bar or something that I can't even remember. Venues that I don't like. I mean, what's like a spot where like you? I don't know. Your friends want to be like, yo, let's go there and be like, ah, oh, fuck. Every spot. Yeah. <laughs> now that I'm old, I like being on my couch. You know now that I'm, I'm old, is every spot. Yeah, now that I'm old, 
That's the thing. I don't think we really would go anywhere unless it's like very specific reason. Well, all right. Even better then. Party that you just like to hang out at. The party that you just like. Oh, you just um, enjoyed yourself. Love Whether you worked or not. Love Below. With Tavern Thursdays, bro. Yeah. yeah. My cast was starting. That was, I was just that was going to hang out. I never fucking been. It was just asshole. weird. It was just a bunch of shit. Wasn't my might have not even been popping sometimes, yeah. but it was just a hangout. I, see, I don't need popping. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I never need popping. Yeah, we don't. That's probably why it was better for me. Um, party that I just liked. Ugh. But I'm saying you work six days a week. Like, where would you go on your off night? Like, you nowhere, right? <laughs> I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to go anywhere. Because how know? do you even like? I'm trying to think, bro. That's like, I mean, obviously everyone's different and mm-hmm. we all have different lives, but like six nights a week, how do you like disconnect from that world? Because even as we were talking about venues and this, and we're talking about sound systems, I was thinking, I, I put myself back to like all those clubs and I'm like, yo, I, I was like, if you divide your week seven days by percentage, I was like 80% in a club. So then my 20% is like, I'm not hearing function one. I'm not seeing all these like statues and this. So it's like a, your reality is like a little I mean, distorted. I'm not, I'm really a homebody and I only work like two hours, um, two hours a night. You know, did you go right booth, get your job done? 30 minutes. Yeah. I set up, hang out for 30 minutes. I play my set. I, I'll probably be gone in th- 30 minutes or less. I went after my set, and I'll probably go to uh, <laughs> Taboo and get some food. <laughs> That's been my new fix after after work, going to Taboo and getting some food. The food there is amazing. Where's that at? Like 36th Street yeah. or some shit like that. But yeah, Taboo Miami, they have really... They have really good food. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if it's cosine. Yeah, no, the food the food there is pretty pretty damn good. So you, know, you don't really get like sucked up sucked up all into that whole nightlife. Cause I've And going I've, like eleven and shit. Yeah, because I've I mean, whoa, definitely a couple of years where I, I was in that life, but mm. also I've seen people that are like especially when I lived in Vegas where like that their life revolves Consume. around that. I'm not a I'm not a super hangouty type guy. If you see me at some kind of function that I'm not DJing, it's gonna be super duper rare. Like even when I went to Mad last night, they like some people like that are in the industry when they saw me, they were like really shocked. It's like, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I bear I barely hang out um like that to to be honest with you. But I I do like Kiki. That always seems to be like the spot that people go hang out when they're in the industry or outside. Uh, Kiki on a Sunday, I, I definitely like Kiki. But you think it's it's like interesting how, and I, I was actually talking about this the other day, where I'm actually glad that like we came up as DJs and we're DJs and we're always at these venues working mm-hmm. because I don't think I would, and like when my friends that like have normal nine to fives or whatever jobs hit me up to go out i'm I'm like bro like my house sounds so much (laughs) dope like i like i genuinely love being home like with my wife my dog everything so it's like so but in that same vein i i still get to kind of enjoy for like those two hours three hours in like a 
professional setting where like i'm going to do a job and like getting that like reaction and that like fun and joy mm-hmm. but then i'm like straight out and like i don't care about hanging out where versus people that like they probably don't know what like going in for two hours and fucking yeah. crushing a room is so they're like trying to just party and turn up but for me i'm like bro i don't need a turn up yeah i don't need it i've been like, there done that too yeah exactly i've been there done that like in my earlier days like I, I used to hang out and just wanted to be out all the time. Now it's like, yo, this couch is really comfortable. <laughs> this TV is really nice. This series is dope. Especially when you worked fucking your ass off for it. Yeah, yeah facts. Facts. Just sitting sitting in your glory. You guys got any series that y'all are watching right now? You watch uh, Yellow Jackets? No, and I need Heard to. Of it. Somebody's it's definitely told me about Yellow You got to see the Tinder Swindler, bro. Yeah. Oh, I haven't seen it. <laughs> <I haven't laughs> that is a classic. Well, I just caught up on uh, Euphoria. Oh, man. That's just way too much. Yo, bro. It's, it's amazing. Which one? That's the top. The top one? That's what just came. Oh, it was uh, somebody yeah. signed up? Yeah. Dang. So, that's. So. Live on the air. Live on the air. <laughs> Somebody just they saw they saw you Somebody were on, on MI radio yeah, and boom. Real. <laughs> real. They saw Ed's it was one of Ed's friends probably. Um the but this the, the show that I'm that I'm that I'm feeling right now is uh C on um Apple Apple TV? App, yeah. What's C it? C is that the one with Will Ferrell? There's one on Apple no, TV. No, it's not with... a funny thing. Oh no. It's not a it's a serious shit. Somebody told me there's a Will Ferrell one on Apple TV. And I was like, "What? Well, I didn't even fucking know." Yeah, I'm, I'm not nah, right now. I'm on. I'm on Euphoria. Uh, Righteous Gemstone is out. You all seen that? The new season. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's just, just too good. much. There's too much content, bro. I'm trying to just sign up for I can DJ too. <laughs> <laughs> Lock myself in a room, get six figures, bro. <laughs> hey, like right? that. <laughs> the plan. Oh, There's definitely something that you have to. It's definitely something that you have to work towards, though. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you gotta apply the and implement uh, a level of consistency. You know, for sure, for sure. It's not a thing where, you know, you're you're gonna gain this knowledge and, bam, it just happens. Yeah. The, because that's that's just not how. I mean, that's just not how DJ journeys go. Or anything. anything. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the guy that's on Gangnam Style. <laughs> he kind of shot to the moon really fast, but um, nah. The what what you're getting what you're getting in this course is definitely like a, a a set of gems that you know would take you over a decade to to gain. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm giving you this, and I'm gonna give you a whole lot more. Um, so you know, like I said, there's gonna be more courses coming with more information. You know, a lot of people have been asking me about um through the years like my my mc and i don't know i think i might do a whole like a whole like module like a mini module on that djs would love that yeah like maybe like eight sections on just diamond that was diamond level (laughs) yeah (laughs) like just maybe like just eight sections on just me talking about different aspects of that talking on my go over like the psychology of like getting over because everyone in the beginning has that fear of like oh my god what i sound like in the mic or like they don't have that confidence and it shows when you talk and like so even like getting over that shit like it's 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 not it's not an easy thing it's it's, it is terrifying at first but it's just like i'll say it like this it's just like the gym you just have to you have to Mm -hmm. walk in the gym you have to pick up the mic that's one and you know don't be scared like you might sound like shit for a, for a little while. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. 
Because I know I did. Yeah, I know I, I did. Nah, it takes years, bro. It takes it, nah, it takes a long time. Experience. To like, That's one thing that even more. I remember DJ the here. day. I remember the day because sweetness used to get on my ass like so much. He's like, pick up the mic, and I'm like, no, oh, no, and then like I would say shit or whatever, and like then the feedback. Mm. But I remember like I started doing it more and more, and I remember the fucking day that like my outside voice came out, like my mic voice. Like, <laughs> it was literally like 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 the first, you know, like the. It cracked and I came out and it was like my cat. Was born. Oh. And it was like I went like this. I was like, I think I was at wood. I was like, I picked up the mic and I, I forgot what I said and I was like, Who's that? <laughs> I felt it. I felt it. You know, because what did Sweetness was like? Say it from your diaphragm. Like, yeah. Don't. He's like, say it from your diaphragm. Like, should I always go like this? And I'd be like. It's like, you know, it's it's like cheesier cliche to say, but like you literally have to find your voice because everyone's different. Yeah, it's like for years, you try to like mimic people and like yeah. you hear things and you're like, yeah. oh, that'll work. Yeah. But you got to like do it to how you speak. And like Absolutely. How you Once you get it, it's the best because then you're just like, I'm going to fuck with everybody <laughs> now. Yeah. Talk, talking on a mic is so much like dancing. I mean, it, there's there's definitely a rhythm no. behind it. You know your tone has to be it has to be right, and the the most important thing is probably your breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, learning how to breathe when you're talking on the mic that's that's very very huge because when your breathing is right, um, that's when you get the most out of your voice. You know, as a like for instance, because I might be saying breathing, and I'll give you a little bit of something that I might touch on when when I actually do um drop some stuff on on the MC and it's like this, guys. You want to get the most out of your out of your voice when you're talking on the mic. You guys ever like uh, fill your stomach up and make it make it look like you're pregnant? Do that before you speak. You'll get the most out of your voice. So fill it up and then talk. You'll get the you'll 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 mm. be able to speak the longest and your voice will be strong <laughs> stronger. That's kind of like how how they teach singing, right? Ah, yeah. exactly how they teach singing. Yeah, that makes sense. You, you want a cheat code? Get some voting. <laughs> hey, we're gonna put this on our Patreon. Start <laughs> <laughs> twenty dollars. Promo code, promo code, MI Radio. You know, you want a cheat code? Get some vocal lessons. That will definitely oh, help you. Sure. Or even public speaking. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's yeah. definitely something. That that's huge. Huge. On anything. Huge. Huge. But yeah, bro, I wouldn't want to take up more of your time because I know you got, you know, you got a gig. <laughs> you got a gig tonight. Where you at tonight? Tonight, um, it's Wednesday, so I'm at EME tonight. Nice. Where yeah. you at on Friday? Live. So if they want to check you out at Live, they just say Don Hot at the door, or that's not. Yeah, just Facetime <laughs> me. I got you. <laughs> so you got you got like one of those. Uh, you're on that phone number shit, right? Or how? Do, or is that really your phone number? Oh. I, I saw you have your phone number on your profile, but it's one yeah. the like the automated. Or hey, you're trying to. I don't know. I don't. You're know. trying to spell them. What is this guy trying to give out the content? <laughs> hey, Edit that out. Hey, Edit like, that out. It's, it's like, oh, why are we, what, is that your actual phone? Edit that out. Let's too, mu- too much gems. Too much gems. Pull um, it up, Ed. Nah, I'm kidding. <laughs> we'll do that. Hey, check it right now. Check it right now. Check it right now. Hey, nah. I mean, I heard I heard about that shit from Ryan Leslie. I mean, that's that's, that's um, but, game. No, but yeah, it is my number on my on my page. If you want to book me, yeah, you got to be able to book me. You got to be able to contact me. Uh-huh. So yeah, my booking, like my number is on my on my page for sure. Also, oh, you and right now you have no your uh, no management, right? Oh, look at that! No. I haven't even seen this page. 
What an ugly guy. All right, at pit, you see the top? Go scroll to the top and click that square. Yeah. Damn. So there's some things that's going to get changed that's already changed, but it's not public yet. That's super fire. So where can, where, what's the website? What's the, it's icandj2.com. www.icandj2.com. And boom, you just click the button and sign up. It's an iconic picture right there. And you get all the gems. Damn, Jonas Brothers. Yeah, and, and Virgil, Virgil, that's major. That's wild. You know, I got a mean one I never posted. I got Yachty and Mark Anthony. Oh, wow. Yeah. Damn, you see the catalog. Yo, I remember the bottoming dog. I remember that day I knocked out early and this dude was FaceTiming me. I like woke up. Like, I literally got home from a gig. I think I was at Vezza. And I got home, like, at 1. I knocked out. I wake up to, like, fucking face, miss, three FaceTime miss messages, whatever. And it's a picture of him and Balvin. Like, he was like, wake up. I'm here with Balvin. I'm here with your boy. <laughs> wow. I like, answer. And I'm like, I woke up the next day and I was like. <laughs> going back to You bed. didn't have the blue hair yet. That's why. Yeah. So, yeah. If, if you want to plug your socials. I mean, we have the site ikendj2.com. Yeah, just um, I mean, the, the main the main places that I'm that I'm out there and um, that I'm on that I'm active on is probably my SoundCloud, um, DJ Don Hot, and my Instagram, at DJ Don Hot, and uh, yeah, and please, I mean, if you want to upgrade your life, change your life, uh, upgrade your DJ career, um. You feel like you're stuck at a at a certain spot or place in your DJ career, and you want to elevate. You know, the I can DJ two courses is great for you. You know, if you got your your technical ability down packed, you know, the I can D, but you want to, you know, um, grow. You want to get into some venues. You're not really sure how to um, read a room. You're not really sure what to do. Like, say if you get booked, you finally got your, your first booking in a club. You might be the opener or even headliner. You're not really sure on what to do. You know, the I Can DJ 2 course is, is great for you. I cover all of those things and so much more. And there's going to be so much more added to it as well. Um, check it out. www, www.icandj2.com. Not the number two, the T-O-O. Love it, bro. Yo, appreciate you coming through. Thanks for having me. I love you guys. Thank you, brother. I love appreciate you, it, bro. Appreciate it. It's MIA Radio. And we out. Peace. Bing. Bing bong.